0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Mindset Podcast with meditation expert Neil Jordan and mindset strategist Will Polston. These weekly podcasts provide you with insights on how you can enhance your mindset to improve your personal and professional life as they share their life experiences and their take on personal development books that have impacted them along their journeys. Hello, and welcome back to
1: Mindset with Neil and Will. I'm Will Polston. And I'm Neil Jordan. And we are here for episode 002 of our podcast. And today, I'm really looking forward to this. I'm really, really looking forward to this. So we've got a a book. So if you listen to the first episode, you're aware that every few episodes, we're gonna use a, a book for a little bit of inspiration for the topic of conversation to give you an insight into... Why that book means something to us, but more importantly, the key learnings that we've taken from it, how it's had an impact on our lives, and how it may have shaped what we do. And the book that I'm using today is a book called The Secret by Rhonda Byrne. Who, well, I first read the book probably ten or so years ago, and for me, it was life changing. And for for me, when most people say, "Right, I'm looking at getting into personal development. What book should I read?" I will always tend to refer people to The Secret, and. One of the reasons why I'm so particularly interested in doing this. When I picked this book up and said, "Neil, this is what I want us to talk about. I want to use the secret." He said, "Oh well, it re- it really. I what was the word you used? Rifles you? What was the? Winds me up. Winds him up. It winds. <laughs> why? Why does it wind you up? Like it's why? Because it's so good. He said, "No, it's because I disagree with some of the stuff they say." So, I, there. And I must admit, there is an element that I do. The, the, I don't think I disagree, but it, there's a part that I don't think they make clear in the book. But we'll come to that in yeah. uh, in just a few few moments. I
2: think I, th- I think it's more more like um, not. It's just this whole movement that has stemmed from this book, mm. um, and I think that yeah, yeah.
1: Anyway, we'll go into it. So the secret, the the summary of what this is all based on is something called the the law of attraction, and. You can go back through years and years and years and years and and people will talk and make references to the law of attraction, which is essentially what you think about and what you feel you attract into your life. And when I first read this book, The first thing I actually did was I connected all the dots backwards, which was why I think it had such a powerful impact on me, because I I looked at all the things that I'd done in my life. And at that point, I read it, I was probably about 18 or 19 years old. And for an 18 or 19 year old, I'd achieved quite a lot of stuff. And I will look back and I thought, wow, yeah, this is right. All of these, everything that it's saying to do in this book, that it's telling me to do, I've done this and it's created x results so i was like right cool this is really really good i'm gonna apply this moving forward and at the time i had a belief that money equaled happiness so i just thought more about money and thought about all these things and more money come into my life and all of this different stuff which was really 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 interesting for me so the law of attraction what's your interpretation of the law of attraction
2: yeah well, I think I, th- I think you just gave a, a, a summary of it there. It's not it's 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 not a term that I I use really in any of the training or or, or work that I do. Um, but my kind of take on it is that what you think is what you get. What you think is what you get. Yeah. Oh, ultimately, um, but it's not just linked to physical things. If anything, it's the intention that runs through. And I think that is sometimes what is overlooked. It's the intention of the thought rather than the thing that you're thinking about. So what do you mean by that? Okay, well, look, I could sit here and think, right, I want to win Olympic gold at 100 metres. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Uh, The next, I'm 46 in... About two weeks, God, you're yeah. that old. Yeah, you I really am that
1: old. I Do you am. use the, like, Do you use just for men? To I don't, like, not, get yet. Their gray hairs? not
2: yet. I'm proud of the grey, it means I'm wise. Um, <laughs> so I could sit here and go, Right, I'm, I'm gonna manifest that I win the under. So straight away, it's, it's, it's just not gonna happen, is it? Um, it's not, I'm not gonna manifest that. Mm-hmm. Um, so in, in, in the way that I prefer to use this law of attraction uh, uh, as an idea is that do you know i I even get uncomfortable with the term law of attraction because i I work so hard on um not taking and giving i call it the game of give and take and um and that's what's transformed my life is that I, i i work so hard on um, uh, developing what I'm going to bring to what it is that I do, rather than what I'm going to take from what I do, um, and yeah. But in a nutshell, I think uh, 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 what we think we do it does start to pull things into our lives, like magnetically. So that that for me would be my version of what law of attraction. So, Will,
1: you're more the expert on this. So, what is your kind of take on it essentially for me it's it's a case of what you visualize you know what you what you can truly visualize what you can truly picture what you can truly create in your mind so I I believe that everything is created twice it's created first in your mind and then it's created in reality right so if you think of it and look at anything if you are listening to this right now wherever you are look around you right now everything that you see was once someone's thought yeah Totally agree, yeah. Everything that you see right now is once someone's thought. Mm. And there's going to be some people that are probably listening to this right now in a park and they're going to say, Well, there's nothing that I can see that was a. Or well,
2: the, was... the, the, the bench you're sitting on.
1: <laughs> or if <laughs> the, they're sitting on the grass and they're looking at the tree. Well, but, the, the
2: grass has been planted, yeah. But has it? Uh, generally, by uh, parks are generally artificially kind of
1: sculptured and yeah I, I guess I don't want to get too, too yeah. far off the point but the point I'm making is that pretty much everything that you see if you were to look around you has been created it was once created in someone's mind and then it was created into reality and your thoughts become things and they don't just become things from you just like you say just sitting there manifesting them I'm, I'm not a believer in if you just sit there and and sort of cross your legs and cross your fingers then something all of a sudden is gonna gonna happen and it's gonna it's gonna become something but I do believe that is a true starting point of being able to create what you want is being able to see it. If you can see it and you can picture it, um, one of my other favourite authors, no doubt this will be a book that comes up at uh, some time, uh, there's a book called psycho And and um, it talks about the theatre of your mind and being able to play something out in your theatre. I mean, I don't want to go down too much of a rabbit hole but one of the things that I'll do if I'm working with a client and they have a phobia, or they have something that's that, that's not serving them. Then I will use different sub modalities to change the way that they're interpreting it in their mind. So sorry,
2: what's a sub modality? A sub
1: modality would be how you would you would see something. So for example, a version of a sub modality is to change something from colour to black and white, or to make it really clear, to make it really um, unfocused, and make it really fuzzy, or to in in um, take it from being a mo in motion like you'd see a film to changing the submodality to be still. So I get people to change the way they perceive things in their mind, okay. and that alters their experience because yeah. ha- the, yeah, the, there's it. what there's what we see like what we physically see, and then there's our interpretation of it. So yes. what I talk about the calibration and the interpretation <laughs> yeah. of something. So. There's there's what the the what it is, if you like, the what the actual thing is, and then there's the story that you tell yourself of what it is. And one of the ways that we it's just one of the ways that when if I'm I'm looking at doing change work with someone around something like a trauma or like I say a phobia, then what we would do is we would play with their submodalities to get them thinking differently about it. A lot of negative self-talk as well I would do by changing submodalities. So for example, if people are hearing that voice in their head that isn't serving them then i would change the voice so for example the voice they're hearing i said well what happens to that voice do you listen to that voice that tells you that you're a bad person if you put it on helium for example right right? and like if (laughs) if you just if you just if the voice was on on helium would you say oh no well i think it's stupid and and then it starts getting people thinking differently about it but anyway we we sort of diverting slightly so the the point being is the the, your your thoughts become things. So, being able to create a picture of what it is that you want, and the more real you can create that picture, it's it, it's for me what I call like the end goal. You start to create the end goal. Once you have a really really clear, honed in end goal, it's a bit like when you have. And I'm no RF pilot, but when you have like a the the missiles that the the, the that target, hit, the hit, yeah, 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 they're honed in on it. And once That's they're right. honed in on it, they're locked in on it. That's right. But what they don't do is they don't stay really rigid. So they don't have the target and then they shoot for that target and then they stay on that target. I'm sorry, they stay on that that trajectory. They hone in on the target, but they stay flexible. And it's almost like a... Is is it called a a, a heat... Like you get heat-seeking heat once and they, yeah. they,
2: they can and just follow. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. And they, okay. they follow it round. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and, and that's
1: essentially, for me, what The secret is about is is focusing on the end goal, the law of attraction. Okay. What is the end goal that you want? Yeah. And you still can try and say quite broad. Some people get really mega-specific with it. And again, I'll play with it depending on the context. But yeah. it's about really honing in on what is it that you want. A lot of the time when people, when I do work with people, when they're not getting what they want – a lot of the time, probably eighty percent of the time, it's because they're actually not specific enough. Okay. They haven't got clarity. So my whole coaching philosophy is built on clarity, action, and accountability. And that first process is gaining clarity. Well, what does it look like? Yeah. What does it really look like? What will it sound like? What if we're talking about ultimate goals in life? Well, how will you look? How will you act? What will people say about you? What will you say about yourself? What what will that be? And we get really crystal clear on yeah. that to enable that that image yeah to start to prevail in someone's mind, and once they can yep. see it in their mind then they then we can reverse engineer the process and we stay flexible with it to create that and that was okay all right
2: all right that sounds really really cool but what what I'm intrigued about and I'm sure um uh, the listener is as well is what what transformation did the book create for you on a on a personal level if you don't
1: mind sharing. Um, no, really good question. So at, at the time, I'd say I'd connected the dots backwards. And I, if you listen to episode one, we talk about start with why. I grew up with a belief that money would happiness. So I went off on this tangent to earn as much money as I could as early as I could. So I become that kid. So I I've sort of fixated on having lots of money in my account and being able to have choice to be able to do what I want and do what so I want. So this was
2: after reading the book, yeah? No,
1: this was when right. I was like 12 or 13 oh, okay. years old, right, right, right? And I was just doing it. This was before the book. But I yeah. was applying right, okay. the, a lot of the methodology of the in book the book before, reading. before I even read right, it. Right, okay. And then I did that. So then like when I was 12, 13 years old, I was like, I was like the, the the Dell boy at school, buying and selling <laughs> and doing whatever I could to earn as much money as I could. And then at fourteen I found myself working in a bar. They thought I was sixteen. I wasn't and I was like, 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 I was yeah, I was I was earning a lot of money. Um, for a 14 year old most yeah. people are earning five pounds a week on a paper round I was earning like £100 a hundred pound a week from from working a few hours in this bar and then that sort of progressed and developed then I got into buying and selling stuff and I, I, wanted, I remember I was about 15 years old, I don't want my own little business and I'd heard that this ski shop had gone to part and they used to sell secondhand ski gear so I just went around buying as much secondhand ski gear as I could to then sell it to people that wanted new ski gear but didn't want to pay like premium yeah, prices yeah, doing yeah, all those yeah. types of things so there was lots of that that i did and then when i got to like 18 and i started applying it and i become conscious of it i just leveled up so i leveled up saying that some of the goals that i wanted so i, I pictured my house i wanted a, a big house with like a gated drive i achieved that i wanted a convertible car so did you used to that. do
2: like one of them vision, vision boards. boards yeah yeah oh, and okay. i still
1: have a vision board now okay. um but it's more of like a – I think my vision board now has got stuff that I wanted by the time I was like 35 or something. I can't remember. But, but yeah, that was what it was. I and mean, a vision board is just a practical way of getting yeah. people to visualize. because to remind struggle. you as well. Yeah, so, it becomes yeah. a consistent reminder. But it, it gets people to, to visualize, okay. to see it. Um. But, I become a, but yeah, so I was doing those things and I wanted my convertible car, got my convertible car and I wanted the house, I got the house and all these things that I pictured how I wanted things to look, girlfriends in the past, I pictured certain girlfriends and like the way they would look and certain things and, and those sort of, I, I drew to it because of what it is that I wanted and, and that for me was... One of the ways, and again, we're gonna. I think so. Sorry, so
2: sorry. So this is after you've read. The so book. this
1: is now after I've read right, the book. Okay. Yeah. So I read it when I was about eighteen or nineteen, and okay. then within that sort of three-year yeah. period, it created those things. And then even now, so I, I remember having a when well, uh, I what I call my lightning moment. I'll touch on this in an episode to come. Of deciding I wanted to become the world's best life coach, and I didn't really do anything about it for years, but. Now, like three and a half, well, three, uh, about coming up to three years, two and a half years into sort of doing what I do now professionally as a mindset strategist, we, we, we're we making a big impact on people around the UK. We've got the UK's fastest growing personal development networking event. I've got an online coaching program. We've got a neurolinguistic linguistic program in training school. We've got a, um, a team of coaches that work one-on-one. I work one-on-one. I have the pleasure of working with professional athletes celebrities, business owners, a whole array of different people because I had this vision of what it was I wanted. Back then, I wanted to become the world's best life coach. That isn't my goal anymore. My goal is to empower a billion people to unlock their full potential. And... And, hence and this podcast hence why we're yeah, on this yeah, podcast yeah. so you you are adding <laughs> to these numbers as we go along but but that that for me was what it was about but what was really interesting and this is the other thing that i've learned and you talked about in intellectual, intellectualizing things is that for me it isn't just about thinking about it what i've become more conscious of in recent years is, is about attaching the feeling to yeah. it so it's the things that i've felt really strongly about and sometimes I've actually attracted some things that I felt really strongly about that I didn't want, mm-hmm. and I've attracted them into my lives. Yeah. Because it was what I focused, and that's why yeah. for me I always focus on the positive, not the negative. I was so focused, I was so determined that I didn't want that. I felt it so strongly that I attracted it into my life. Yeah, hey, yeah, where,
2: yeah. Where, where where the energy goes, yeah, um, the
1: energy flows. Yeah, where, where focus goes, energy that's flows. It. Yeah, 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 correct. Yeah, yeah. That's um, it. That's it. So so that 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 for me. So the, the key learning points, I guess, here are like focus on what you want like create it in your mind initially, picture it and make it as vivid and as clear as you can. It's been proven scientifically. You probably heard about the basketball exercise they did where the study they did and they got people to improve their basketball skills and they got three different groups of people. They got people to practice every day. They got people to practice intermittently and they got people to practice... In their mind only, and all yep. they did was practice over and over yep. and over yep. and over, yep. and, over yep. and over again in their yep. mind, and they still performed as well, if not better, than those that were just practicing normally. Yeah, and yeah. it was it, it just shows the power of of what we can do. There's other scientific studies that show that when people think about certain things, the electrical impulses in their mind when sort of the the um yeah the electrical impulses in their mind. without getting too scientific yep. on it. Are, are triggering in the same way as yes. people that actually do, do these it. things. Do yeah. yeah, so it's yeah. It's, it's, it's really Cause, interesting.
2: Because the mind's instructing the body, isn't it? So whether you're actually using the body or not, the mind is Im- involved in both processes, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So, isn't this how David Beckham scored so many free kicks, I think, as well, because he used to visualise the ball going into the net? And I know my wife, she used to uh, ride horses and... Um, uh, she was away from tri- um, uh, horse training, and then when she went uh, back to a lesson, they said, "Oh, you've been practicing," and she hadn't. She'd just been going through it in her mind, mm. and she'd actually improved.
1: Yeah, and and for me, like if, when I go and speak at events and stuff, sometimes I'll rehearse it over and over and over again in I still rehearse it in person as well, but I'll rehearse it probably two or three or four times more in my mind yeah. than I will yeah. in in person, and and quite yeah. often. I, it gets the result that, that I'm looking yeah. for. But so, so yeah, so the, the key takeaway points is, is, is create the picture in your mind, the law of attraction, create the, the picture in your mind, have a really clear desire. And for me, I always talk about ultimate goal. So yeah, sure. Start with your ultimate goal. What does your ideal day look like? This is an exercise for you. Maybe is like, what does your ideal day look like? Where would you be waking up? Who would you be waking up with? If anyone, if anyone, yeah. or how many of those people <laughs> would you be waking up with? Um, <laughs> what, what what car might you drive or what vehicle might you drive might you not even be driving will you be in chauffeur driven will you be taking places by by Chopper, uh, what impact will you be making in the world? What will you be doing? What will you be eating? Like create what I call your ideal day and and make that picture in your mind so vivid, so, 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 so vivid that you start to have a target point and a trajectory that you can work towards to live what I call on purpose. So people talk about purpose, we talk about why last episode of starting to live on purpose by knowing what your end goal is and what's really important. People go, but then I'm gonna be unsatisfied the whole time because I haven't got my end goal. It's about not being attached to the outcome. So we don't create, we don't attach the out, we don't attach the emotion to the outcome. What we can do is fall in love with the process. So if you were to take 100% and achieving that end goal, that ideal day is the 100%, Then we fall in love with the process and each day, and it's not going to be necessarily percentages, but each day if you know that you've thought about it and you've taken some form of congruent action towards getting to where you want to consciously, then you are getting closer to where you're getting to than where you were previously. Which again comes back to another sort of big thing of mine is be the best version of yourself every day. Usain Bolt doesn't run a 100-meter world record every single day he doesn't but he takes congruent action to enable him to become uh, to, to run world records when he needs to yeah because he takes the action that's required to get him there in in that way but for the people that are listening now that heard at the beginning what's the part of the secret that you don't agree with I think
2: it's more what has kind of happened from the spin-off from the book mm-hmm. because everything that you've just spoken about, I totally agree with. I've seen the evidence. I know the power of the mind, the power of the visualisation. Look at Viktor Frankl. This is how he survived the concentration camp, was seeing himself in the future doing something else that pulled him through that whole experience. So all of that side um, I, I, I enjoy and, and, and is amazing. My only concern is is that um, it's kind of created this manifestation kind of movement Mm. where people do – because so many people are looking for shortcuts and aren't willing to put in an amount of effort, um, think that they – or have fallen into the trap of that you just sit there thinking about it and it will just appear in front of you like out of a puff of smoke. Mm. And unfortunately – and I'll go into the uh, and I'll go into this in a, in, in in probably another episode in, in more detail, but everything that we do, we create impressions inside of ourselves, and sometimes these can be positive impressions, negative impressions, and the manifestation um, misunderstanding. I think is what it is, is what concerns me because I meet a lot of people that that are trying it and not getting the outcomes that they wished, and it's because they're not understanding that they've already got certain negative impressions inside of them and the manifestation process is not uh, uh, giving them the skills or the techniques to deal with that stuff when it comes up um so that 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 that's my i suppose what it's not so much it winds me up but it's more that i have a concern for people that there's two things kind of going on we're creating the positive whilst dealing with the negative and if we just keep focusing on creating the positive creating the positive then sometimes we can overlook or be in denial or suppress some of that negativity that needs to come up and i think we touched on before in the last episode that it's actually within that negativity that there's a lot of goodness the manure for the rose to grow um, and I, I just feel that the latest versions of the manifestation process that's banded about on social media um, doesn't allow for that part of the process
1: yeah and i, I would agree that for me there's, there's two things you touched on there the first thing is that the big thing that the secret doesn't do but i'm a massive advocate for is taking action even in action and he's like yep. you don't just sit there and manifest it cross your yep. fingers and i hope it's going to turn up if it does for you Great. Wow. In, then in, in then, my, then, call, th- call us. Yeah, we'll we'll, come we'll, we'll, come get, you we'll get you on. We'll get you on, yeah. But what you'll <laughs> typically find is that action is, is, is key. Taking some form of action, any form of action um, – Having no zero days. So every day, like even no matter how small an action is, once you're conscious of what your ultimate end goal is, yeah. and you're really clear on that personally, professionally, and financially, yeah. take some form of action. Someday you'll take mega action, but every day take some form of action because the power of compounding, we'll no doubt we'll, we'll touch on the compound effect of yeah. Darren Hardy at some point. That's but on the list. It's uh, Einstein called it the eighth wonder of the world. That compound effect of taking those actions, of having no zero days of doing nothing, com- constantly building on it in some form or another has a significant impact i mean i'll touch on it in, in the next episode of, of how make it happen and the elite network and everything that i'm doing now has, has come to light on the back of one of the smallest tiniest little things that most people would have no idea that would would have ever uh could ever lead to what it did but it did and you've got to have to listen into the next episode subtle shameless plug there <laughs> to, to find out what that is but it's a it's a case of taking the action is is absolutely key, Huge. and also it, th- there are elements of being realistic as well. Like, I'm not one for being the pessimist. I'm not one for being overly optimistic to the point where you become delusional. Yeah, it's balance. It's uh, it, it's about having balance. But that said, the, the 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 thing that you use. So a lot of people are we are we going to swear on this podcast? Or I'm, are not. We swearing? I'm not swearing. I'm not because I, I don't swear. You don't swear. Yeah. Okay, only well, at home. I'm, I'm gonna uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna say that some sometimes. People will say to me like, "shit happens," and I I don't tend to use the term "shit happens." I say life happens, and because what you've got to understand is the perspective of what you're looking at it. So for one person, seeing that brown stuff is the uh, is 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 horrible and disgusting. But for another person, it's gold oh, dust. It's the yeah. manure, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 and, yeah. and that, for me, and again, another book we'll make a note <laughs> of. This one is the alchemist. The alchemist yeah. is about how do you turn something like from, from coal lead, into lead, yeah, lead, lead into, into, into gold? gold yeah. How do you turn lead into gold? Well, lead is, is something that's that that's not useful. Well. In, in my experience every real negative I look back over my life all of the, the 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 times when I was at my lowest the worst things have a direct correlation with the things yes. that are the the, 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 they best. Become the best moments yeah. in my life mm. and what 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 that does is it gives us hope and it gives us the, the ability to know that if we're in a challenging time and then good things are on the way nothing is in the way it's always on the way and life happens for you not to you. So remembering that and keeping that in in place, taking the action, working through the process is key. But coming back to the point you made about the negative impressions, it's not necessarily about um, getting rid of them. Because let's face, no. well, my opinion is you can't get rid of them. This is, it, but but what you can do is change the way you think about them
2: there's nothing can you can do about
1: it. the past yeah exactly it. there's nothing you can do about the past except change the way you think about it by reframing it looking at things from a different perspective it opens up opportunity if you change your definitely. perspective you change your world and 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 by starting off with, with, with consciously creating what you want that to be puts you in a really really good place to, to start that journey of achieving success however you define success which as I mentioned before is subjective
2: yeah definitely Okay, I think that's um, that's pretty much a wrap. So what would you say someone can go away and do right now, Will, in in, in in putting
1: the secret into practice? I would go away and think about your ultimate goal. So don't put a time frame on it. Your ideal day, personally, professionally, financially, break that down. Ideally, what would your health look like? Like what would you look like physically? in in fitness-wise and health-wise, what would your family relationship be like ideally? How many members of your family would you have? What would that relationship be like? What sort of things would you do? What holidays would you go on? Relationship? What would your relationship be like with your partner? Would it be like cat and mouse and you're constantly at each other's throats? Or would it be ideal? What What would that look like? What would that intimacy be? How would that be? How often would that be? What would your social life be like? What type of social things would you be getting up to? What would your day-to-day attitude be like? Let's face it, nobody can be positive all of the time. But what you can do is control how long you feel negative for. Yeah, you can't yeah. stop negative thoughts, but you can control how long your negative thought and you can control what they mean to. But anyway, that's a different episode for another time. What what would you be doing ideally personally in from a, a professional standpoint? So either in your career or in your business. And the thing that I would say to everybody here is think big. Think big. Whatever it is that you're thinking about, think bigger and and, and really picture that as your ultimate goal. And then finally, financially, financially, and then the other thing would be personal growth. So when I talk about personal growth, any like bucket list style things you might want to do, any particular academic achievements, things for you that would be something that you'd be really proud of doing, that you know you're going to put yourself through an element of growing. So create that, visualize that. Write it down if you need to write it down. Use a vision board if you need a vision board. When I talk about a vision board, it's basically a case of getting, you can either do an A4 piece or an A3 piece of paper, whatever it is, find magazines, pictures on Google, whatever yeah, it is, yeah. and put it so you can you can visually see it. And if you really want to go the extra mile, then create a little movie of it if you want to do that so you can just make it as real life as possible, yeah. see it as often as possible. And I suppose someone can just mind. talk into a voice recorder, can't they, if they hate
2: writing and they hate life? Yeah, it's of course. I mean,
1: I, like- I, I I personally, so I'm, I'm a bit of a linguist, so I, I love listening. I love hearing things. But I'm a big visualizer as well. But I read—I've got something called a personal declaration that I write. It's the first thing I read every morning, and it talks about basically what my ideal life will be, how I'll be showing up in the world, the things that I'll be doing, the contribution I'm making, the things I'll be having—all of those things, which is another form of of that. It's an it's an affirmation, form of affirmation. But yeah, there's different contexts, there's different mediums. But I, I, the the thing that I'd say is create what you want your ideal life to be, like your ideal day. What would that consist of? Get it down, get it written down.
2: Excellent sounds really good so we'd love to like if any of you want to get in touch with us and you uh, are enjoying what we're talking about and if you put into action what will's kind of shared with you today and you get some positive outcomes from it then seriously let us know um but otherwise we will see you in episode zero zero four so thanks for listening three zero zero three. We we'll probably try and edit that bit. And uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Until next time, make it happen. Yeah. Thank you. Keep smiling.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Mindset with Neil and Will. If you would like to support the show, then please subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Google Play. Share this episode with at least one friend you think would benefit from it. And give Neil and Will a five-star review wherever you download your podcasts. Thank you.